Folks, welcome to another episode of Free Money Football. I am your host today, No Ty B. He might be joining us partway through the show. He's got some stuff going on, but I'm your host today, Meerkat, joined by none other than some guy named Steve. We're heading into week 10 already of the season, more than halfway through. It's absolutely crazy to me, but you know, I had a good week last week. I think you had a pretty good one with your dogs, too, yeah. there, Stevie. I mean, I'm ready to ride into this weekend. I, I like this board. There's some that definitely scare me, but I'm not sure how you're feeling. I'm ready to fire away, and it's only, what, Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of took a little glance at this this board. I'm not a huge fan of it in, in terms of underdogs, but overall, I do like this slate. Last week, Meerkat, from the betting side, had a great week. Dogs came through, hit a couple teasers. We're not going to talk about the eggs that the Bills and the Rams laid because that just ruined my betting week. I looked at it. You can't bring up the Rams. Nope. I looked at it Monday morning. Go, oh, oh, okay, cool. I made money on Sunday. I didn't care. I checked out on football after watching those two games. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We're here to give the people the free money. That's what we did last week. Let's do it again this week. Yeah, and we kick things off with tomorrow night. We got a Thursday night football matchup with the Ravens traveling to Miami to take on the Dolphins right now. Ravens minus seven and a half point favorites via DraftKings. I mean, this is a game I don't want to bet at all. Honestly, I you know, I feel like Joe Public's gonna be on the Ravens because of the Ravens, but I kinda like the Finns here. The the Ravens yeah. They just love one-score games. I mean, they they're four and one in them so far this season. Five and you know eight games. That's a that's a lot of close games there, and we've seen them need miraculous you know Justin Tucker kicks, Lamar Jackson performances to win these games. They're one in six against the spread. Their last uh, one in five against the spread. Last six is favorites and allowing a lot of yards. The third most in the league to tight ends this year. And Mike Gusecki, dude's pretty good. Yeah. He's been playing well. America, I got a crazy stat for you right now. So teams that didn't cover the week before, I saw this on TikTok, teams that okay. didn't cover the week before, <laughs> playing teams that covered the week before are 39-14-1 against the spread. There are six teams this week that fit that criteria, or six games. One of them is the Ravens, minus 7.5 against the Dolphins. And I also kind of do like the Ravens. I think since it's over a touchdown, it may get people a little you know, hesitant to lay the points on the Ravens. And the Ravens are just an offense, I think, that can give Miami fits. They've given Miami fits in the past matchups before. And I just love this Ravens team to really kind of exploit Miami's rush defense. That isn't amazing. It's not great. They're allowing 110 rushing yards a game. I think the Ravens can really dictate what they do. They're getting healthy now on both sides of the ball. I think this is a spot where the Ravens just have that game where they play in primetime and they win by 30 and everyone's like, oh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. I think this is that type of week for the Ravens. Yeah, I agree with you there. And, you know, I love those TikTok gambling stats. You got to love them, right? You got to love them. But uh, next up on the slate, we have our Buffalo Bills looking for redemption. 11.5-point favorites traveling to the Meadowlands to face Mike White, confirmed today, and the New York Jets. I mean, Stevie, what are you thinking about this? Uh, Bills cover this? (sighs) Mike White scare you? What's up? I mean, I don't want to bet against Mike White. I haven't seen anything that shows he's a not a good quarterback. I know it's a very, very small sample size, but he looked great that the first drive against the Colts. He looked great the week before against the Bengals, and then he has an injury and he's out. And the the big thing here, though, Meerkat, is the Jets' defense is bad, and we saw that on display last week when they just let Jonathan Taylor shred them. 
But the Bills don't have the best rush offense in 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 the world. You know, they're they're reliant heavy on the pass, and Josh Allen couldn't have played worse than he did last week against Jacksonville. That was a really, I guess, humbling spot for the Bills, and I kind of want them to bounce back here. But twelve and a half feels like a lot of points in a division rival game with a quarterback. You know, you don't have too much film on, but has looked good so far this year. I don't want to say the Bills are going to lose this game because I think they win this game, and I think they win this game pretty easily. But 12-and-a-half is also a spot where I think the Jets can back to recover, and their defense has been horrible. But their offense has kind of been moving the ball the past couple of weeks. Elijah Moore has really you know, turned into a good weapon for them. Michael Carter's having a big role in the offense. I'm leaning the points here. I know you're probably going to talk me out of it, but I think the Bills win. It seems like too many points right now for a Bills team that has been a little inconsistent the past couple weeks. No, I can't really disagree with what you're saying. I'm just happy we have a line after, you know, two straight minus 14s under two yeah, touchdowns right. for the Bills against a bad opponent. I mean, Miami, they needed the back door to get that. Jacksonville, we know how that happened. It didn't happen. We're moving on. Yeah, it's just forget week. it. Just forget yeah. it. And, and, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I like Mike White. We talked about it in the group chat. Yeah. You kind of want to root for this guy, even though he's on the Jets. And he's looked good, a bit of a wild card. They have the faith in him that they're not forcing Zach Wilson back. They're fine starting Mike White against yeah. the Bills. And, it, I mean, that says something about the guy. But the Bills have the best pass defense in the league. Right. I mean, they've only allowed five passing touchdowns this year and have 11 interceptions. That's pretty wild. And Mike White, inexperienced with that offensive play calling, I don't like his chances of having too much success against us. I don't have many other numbers on this game because I don't really care if you want to call it a must-win, a get-right, whatever. But the Bills need to come out and get the offense humming and crushed the Jets like I thought they were going to against the Jags next week. Josh Allen said it himself he played like shit last week. He's yeah. going to want to bounce back more than anybody. Why not beat up on the Jets? One of your favorite divisional punching bags right there. I do like the Bills. It's a lot of points. I'm not sure if I'm going to be biting on the point set, but I know it's going to be a teaser play for me. What do you uh, think of the total 47 and a half? I kind of like the over because I think the Jets offense could actually put up points, especially if the Bills get out early. The Jets offense mm -hmm. is capable of garbage time. And that's something I see in a game where it is a double digit spread and you expect one team to blow up the other. The Jets defense isn't stopping anybody, especially a Bills team coming off their yeah. worst offensive performance we've seen in a long time. So. That's where I like it. Most yeah, I kind of think the Bills have to score at least 30 points themselves in this yeah. game, regardless of the total. So if the Jets can get something going, move the ball a little bit. I, I don't hate that over. You know, I'm not a total guy, though. I know so you that are. one scares me. I got to buy <laughs> all the way into one to be in on it. And then, you know, it's auto fade material. But <laughs> next up, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the Washington football team in Washington. Nine and a half point favorites for the Bucs there over under set at 51 and a half i mean i was looking at the numbers today i really didn't realize how incredible tom brady's been this year i hate Dude. to say it i mean he's got 25 touchdowns through eight games right now it's insanity with he might be the mvp favorite he uh, he's co-favorites betting wise with yeah. allen right now and i will say josh allen doesn't deserve it over tom brady at this right. moment in time no he does not uh, i mean tom brady's been insane and he's facing a washington football team whose pass defense is not good they've no. allowed 20 touchdowns in eight games a whole bunch of yards and you know we just talked about brady how good he is in the washington football team Coming into this, I placed a future on them to win this NFC East. I had faith yeah. in them. I thought their defense was going to be at least decent. I thought Ryan Fitzpatrick in this offense would, you know, be able to move the ball and make some noise. 
Taylor Heineke, I have no faith in right now. 0-5 against the spread in his last six. And the Bucks are 5-1 against the spread over their last six uh, after a loss right now. So, you know, Bucks big bounce back. Brady's had a week to hone his rage after the Saints. Alex Guerrero's pumping him up with whatever. I like the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the Bucks here. I think a lot of people are going to kind of think back to last year's playoff game where Washington kind of gave them a pretty good game and say, oh, maybe they can run. This is a completely different Washington team, Meerkat. I don't know what happened in the offseason, but their defense stinks now. They're allowing close to 400 yards a game, 300 passing yards, and now you got Tom Brady coming in here. After a bye week, a nice week of rest, he's going to shred this defense apart. I know they have a couple, you know, guys questionable right now in the injury report in the receiving department with Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Gronkowski may play. We'll see. But I like the Bucks to kind of blow out Washington here. Mm -hmm. I just I haven't seen anything from this football team. I gave them a long leash, a longer leash than I should have for their defense to get right. It just hasn't gotten right yet, and we're more than halfway through the season. So I'm I'm done with them. Give me the bucks. I'll lay double-digit points with them. I think it was nine and a half, you said, right now, or ten points. Yeah. I'll take the bucks and lay that. Yeah, I, I, it's a lot of points in a Bucks team that's given some disappointment to gamblers like us this yes. year so far, but I have to buy into it. At that line, under double digits, nine and a half, sweet spot right there. It yeah. might change throughout the week. We'll see if the public's on it. But next up, we have the Falcons traveling to the Dallas Cowboys, who I finally bought into this Cowboys team last week, and the first time all year I put my faith in them, and we saw what happened. It wasn't pretty, but they're still riding high in that NFC East. They're eight-point favorites against the Falcons who are coming off that win against the Saints. Over-under set of 54-and-a-half, one of the higher ones of this slate. Stevie, what are you thinking on this? Well, we got the Cowboys that had probably the second biggest disappointment last week after the Bills, but they just kind of lost outright to the Broncos, but they didn't just lose to the Broncos. They were dominated by the Broncos. It was 30 nothing. It wasn't until they scored until yeah. garbage time. I think the Cowboys bounce back pretty big here. The Falcons at 4-4 four and four feels weird to me. It does not feel like the Falcons are a 500 team. But we got to remember the Cowboys. They are 6-2. and two. They're 7-1 and one against the spread. They are a good team. And they should be a little bit healthier this week. I like the Cowboys to kind of exploit the Falcons defense that's allowing close to 380 yards a game. I think this Cowboys offense can really run up the score on this Falcons defense. And I don't see the Falcons offense really answering too much. They have a pretty good pass defense, and I know you can pass the ball on the Cowboys, but you can also turn over the ball a lot. And I expect the Cowboys to make a couple big play turnovers like they have been notorious for doing so far this year. To get this game out of reach, you know what my theory is, Mirka. I've retired the Falcons. I won't bet them if I like them, and I will bet against them when I don't like them. This is a classic week where I want to bet against the Falcons. And another one that fits that model, that you know, 39-14 record for teams. Falcons covered last week. Cowboys didn't. Give me the Cowboys lane points. Yeah, I love the Cowboys. It's a big number like you brought up. It's just you got to take them here. Even though the Falcons defense is like low-key, sneaky, not terrible this year. And Dak coming off that bad week scares me a bit. But I trust more in a Dak comeback than, you know, a Matt Ryan yeah. show-out game here. And the, the Cowboys, they need it. Embarrassing loss. You got to buy into that hype. You know, Jerry Jones is that type of owner where he is in their ears like, hey, what, what are you doing? We got to bounce back here. And, you know, 
their home, Jerry World should be popping again after last week's disappointing performance yeah. there. I mean, you got to get the bounce back. I do like the Cowboys here, even though something to me is like, ah, oh, Falcons. Uh, and it's just like, I'm just going to stick to your mantra and say, nope, not even thinking about it, pushing out of my head, won't bet them. But next up on the board, we have a really interesting game here. The biggest roller coaster of a team in the league, the Saints, uh, plus two and a half at the Titans right now. Low over under at 44 and a half. And I don't know. Like, are the Titans actually good? They win without Derrick Henry last week. They've been stacking up impressive wins now, but still. Their offensive identity is running the ball, and the Saints' defense is one of the best this year's against the rush, allowing only 3.2 yards per carry, the lowest in the league right now. And the Titans' defense, it, it kind of shines here and there, forces a turnover when you're least expecting it, but they're still not good. And I don't care if it's Simeon. I don't care if it's Hill. One of those guys should be able to produce enough with Elvin Kamara and their weapons at receiver to, you know, win this game to cover, in my opinion. The Titans have to come back down to earth at some point. And I think this is the type of position where you're we're high on the Saints one week and we're down on them the next week. I think this is a week where they're going to prove, hey, they might actually be legit after taking down the Titans. I mean, they can't keep winning games like this, this Tennessee team. Yeah, it, this is a weird game for me because the line's a lot shorter than I thought it was going to yeah. be. The Titans at home at three points makes you think that the, this is basically a pick game on a neutral field, and that makes me re- want to take the Saints. The Saints also are a team that last week kind of had a disappointing game. They always play tight games against the Falcons, but to lose that game after coming off a huge win against the Bucks is pretty disappointing. And then you have the Titans, who myself included, kind of rode off against the Rams because I'm like, they just are going to lose their offensive identity without Derrick Henry. And it turns out they didn't really need an offensive identity of that game. They had a good offense, but it was their defense that won them in the game against the Rams, forcing Stafford into mistakes. He played terrible, too. He had just an awful week for our mm-hmm. quarterback, Spearcat. And another another game that fits the criteria, Meerkat, the Saints didn't cover last week. The Titans did. It's just one of those spots where the line feels way too short for me. I, I don't know who is going to say, hey, I'm, I don't want to lay just a field goal with this Titans team that has kind of just destroyed everyone in the past month. They ran through Buffalo, Kansas City. I know the Buffalo mm-hmm. game was close, but that's still a huge win. Kansas City, the Colts in overtime, thanks to Carson Wentz. And then the Rams, I mean, those are just four big, big wins in a row. Now you get a game where it's out of conference, so you're playing an NFC opponent. Maybe they're caught sleeping. Maybe, you know, they think they're the best team in the AFC now. And the Saints, well-coached team that gets pressure against the quarterback. I like to take that against a quarterback who can be forced into mistakes like Ryan Tannehill is. Yeah, and Tannehill's got to have that just awful game at some point, in my opinion. At some point, But right? up next, we got a weird one here. A team I came into this week saying I'm blind, you know, fading the Jags, whatever the line is in this game. And I, I don't hate it. Jaguars, 10-point underdogs <sighs> at the Colts this week. Uh, total set of 47 and a half. Jags riding that Bills when people, you know, Joe Public might be like, hey, won two of their last four. The Bills win was impressive. That defense might actually be good. I think this might be a heavy public on the Jags spread game, but I, I you know, blind tailing tends a little higher than I was hoping for. I'm still on the Colts in this one. The Colts need to be dominating that AFC South right now. And if I, if, you know, if I think the Titans are going to lose, the Colts need to win this game to make up that ground there, which I think they still have time in this season to make up. Wentz just needs to avoid that one terrible mistake game you see out of him. 
And I think the Colts can't do what the Bills couldn't against the Jags and actually run the ball. Jonathan Taylor, the last four games, has averaged over 123 yards a game on 7.4 yards per carry. Mm -hmm. Absolutely insane. And I just – I like the Colts here. I really do. I think you're right when you look at the line. Everyone remembers the previous week, right? There's so much recency bias in the NFL, and everyone remembers the Jags just beating the Bills. But their offense didn't do anything. It was a 9-6 game. It was their defense that stepped up. And now you're playing the Colts where not only has Jonathan Taylor been on fire, Meerkat, but he has dominated the Jaguars in his career. Last year, he ran for over 250 against them in the final game of the year. I kind of like the Colts too, just because I think the line is so high. I don't know how many people want to lay 10 and a half with Carson Wentz, myself included. It's a really hard thing to do. But also for the Jags, Trevor Lawrence, limited uh, participant in practice today. James Robinson didn't practice. I mean, without those two, I don't know, man. I like Lawrence hasn't been great this year, but he's definitely the best quarterback on their roster in this Colts defense is another type of defense that I think can play well against this Jaguars team, kind of how like the Seahawks defense played a couple weeks ago. Ten and a half seems like a lot of points, but if you just take the Bills game away, I think it's an obvious pick, right? If you take the yep. Bills game away, this is more like 14 and a half point spread for that. Just for the value there, I'll take the Colts. Yeah, a lot of big numbers that we like this week. It scares me a bit. Going to wait till, you know, Thursday, Friday to see, like, where the money is really going because Mm -hmm. I I think this is a big fade the public week coming up. But next up, we have another big number with the Detroit Lions heading to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Lions looking for their first win as eight-point underdogs to the Steelers. Uh, Very, very low total at 42 and a half in this one. And it makes sense. Stevie, what are you thinking about this? This one's tough, man, because the Lions to me, everyone says the Lions are feisty, but they really haven't been that feisty the past couple of weeks. They got blown out at home to the Eagles. They did cover against the Rams after doing about, you know, 10 different fake punts, trick plays, whatever. And now you go against the Steelers who, I was surprised the Bears actually gave them a pretty good game this past Monday night. It's, I guess you could call it a short rest game. But this is the Steelers' defense, which they have one of the best pass rushers in the NFL and with one of the best pass rushers in T.J. Watt, who should just give fits to Jared Goffel all day long. And I said keyword Goffel because the key against him is to get pressure. The Steelers are going to get pressure against Goff, and he's a turnover machine when that happens. Nine points seems like a lot, especially for a team that doesn't really move the ball too well down the field in terms of big plays. But I think the Steelers could just sustain 15 play drives, the dump-offs to Najee, Deontay Johnson, you know, Claypool if he's healthy. And now Pat Fryer moves to the past couple weeks and just dominate time of possession and just get those turnovers they need against the Lions. I know the Lions are 4-4 and against the spread right now. But I can't I can't have faith in this team, especially as a Rams fan, knowing what happens when Jared Goff faces a good, you know, front seven. I'll take the Steelers with the points. I don't love it, but because nine's a lot, but I'll go with the Steelers. 
We're finally, finally going head-to-head on one yeah. here. And tell me <laughs> if I've said this before, but I love the Lions this yeah, week. I, yeah, I, I have said it before, <laughs> few, more than a few times. But like you said, they're 4-4 four four against the spread, despite being 0-8. And, and, you know, they're 4-1 against the spread their last five after allowing more than 30 points, which uh, just a little interesting number yeah, there. Uh, one, one of those is you're like, hmm, is this like a man Campbell gets these guys pissed off after they get blown out type of deal? And they're getting healthier. Taylor Luan's going to be back. That backfield is at 100%. And, you know, Jamal Williams missed a week. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift's carried a questionable designation in each of the week. past, like, four or five, every six week. weeks. Literally every week. <laughs> every He's week. been questionable. These guys are 100% now. Uh, they're just getting healthier across the board they're they are a better team than 0 and 8 they're not a good team but they are a better team than this and a win's going to come up at some point I, outside of a few players you know the tj watts and Najee harris's of the world and that receiving core the steelers aren't a good team and you know even Najee's the past few weeks he's starting to turn it up a bit but the steelers yeah. as a whole don't run the ball well at all so i don't see that as a huge advantage they should have lost last week if you know we're being real if it wasn't for some bullshit calls here and there <laughs> and they're owing seven against the spread their last seven games as home favorites i just uh, this has got to be the week for the lions and i know i probably said that last week the week before the week before that the one before that as well but this is it this is the week is this the last week for you on the lines this is the last this is the last week it was like the browns for me last they came through for you and the browns came through this is my i quit the lines they don't cover samir cat versus stevie on this one we'll see what happens but we'll move on from this glorious matchup everyone wanted to talk about the Lions Steelers to the browns at the patriots the browns underdogs Patriots favored by one and a half, and the total set at 45 right now, which feels about right. I mean, the Browns are back. We just brought it up. I I made it my statement game on the Browns last week. They came through. They looked good. And I know you can say – Oh, it was a 99-yard pick six, a 60-yard touchdown, a 70-yard rush by Chubb. That's why they put up all the points, but they looked good. Baker looked effective. He looked healthy, which was very important. Now they're locking up that offensive line to long-term contracts. These guys are hyped up. They have continuity together. And I know Chubb and Felton tested positive for COVID, but these are guys who are vaccinated. They have a lot, a lot of days left to, you know, get back-to-back negative tests. I'm not actually too worried about it because, you know, we've seen Dearness Johnson fill in the form well. produce. And both these teams, five and four records, but five and four against the spread. I think it's kind of a battle of the trenches where the Patriots front seven's good and their offensive line is good, but the Browns offensive line is elite and their front seven is elite. And so that's the matchups I'm going to be looking for. I give the edge to the Browns right now, and they're only allowing 84 games on the ground, uh, 84 yards a game on the ground right now to Damian Harris. Uh, I'm not worried about Damian Harris in this one that much. So I do like the Browns a lot. I'm going to keep doubling down on them after last week. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up is, is the Browns' run defense is elite, and that's kind of really what you know dictates the Patriots' offense. They'll run the ball, they'll run the ball, and then they'll do these short passes, play action. But the Browns can take away the run completely, and mm-hmm. that's a big thing for me. They also passed the eye test really well last week against the Bengals. They did allow the Bengals to move the ball a little bit down the field, but when they needed a stop, they got it. They made a couple big plays, and no OBJ, no problem, as Donovan Peoples-Jones was the deep threat for them last week. In a pick'em game here, I kind of like the Browns, the Patriots. To me, I mean, I know they're five and four, five and four against the spread. So are the Browns, 
But the Patriots don't feel like a 5-4 and four team yet. I still haven't been super impressed. I think they're winning games because, of, obviously, they have an elite head coach, and they're just able to control the game. They, they dictate the pace of the game. Like against the Browns, regardless of who the running back is, I think the Browns are going to be able to control the game the way they want to. And this Browns defense, we were really high on them in the offseason, and they started a little slow, but they're finally starting to come into their own. They've allowed, I believe, it's under 20 points or under 16 points in the last three weeks. Yep. I like the Browns here to really kind of give Mac Jones a welcome to the NFL type of treatment on the defensive side and just run the ball and dominate time of possession against the Patriots. I'll take them in what's basically a pick them game. Yeah, love the Browns here heading into it. I, I like that we're both on this one. I like being against each other on the Lions pick, but I like being back together here. <laughs> and But we'll, we'll kick it off to the 4 p.m. slate. I, I know both of us have allegiances to teams in this matchup. This is one. I don't know what to do with. I'll let you go first. The Vikings chart at the Chargers <sighs> over under set of 53 Chargers sitting at three point favorites right now. Uh, just talk. Cause I'm, I don't know what to even say. Yet. This is like the hardest game for me. Cause I'm, I'm in the camp that the yeah. Vikings are a good team and Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback and Kirk Cousins has still been good this year. I mean, he's, he's on pace for over 4,000 yards, 30 plus touchdowns and only like five picks on the year. The Vikings offense has looked great. You know, Jefferson had played well again last week. You know, Delvin Cook, Madison, it doesn't matter which back is there. They will eat. And the Chargers have a horrible, 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 horrible run defense, allowing 160 yards a game. But this Vikings team just isn't winning games. They're not closing games, Marquette. They were up big against the Ravens last week. Let the Ravens come back. And if you watch that game in the second half, it was just like the Vikings play calling was just so scripted. It was the same thing. Every single drive, you know, run up the middle, run up the middle, and then throw it on like third and seven. And the guy's double covered and they just, it's a three and out. The Chargers' run defense is really, really bad, so I think the Vikings can get out to a lead like they normally have, relying on the big plays with the receivers and just running the ball to Cook or Madison. But at the end of the day, I kind of like the Chargers here. The Vikings have not shown me they can close out games where the Chargers have actually, to a point, gotten better at the end of games than they were a couple seasons ago. A lot of that has done with the new head coach, with Herbert being an actual very good quarterback. I think Herbert's a better quarterback than Cousins. I don't really think it's too close. I like Cousins, but I think Herbert mm. is elite. It's a three-point spread. It feels like a field goal game, so probably the smart move is to take the points. But I just can't trust this Vikings team. They've blown too many leads this year. They've had too many close games where they were up big in the game early on. I'm going to take the Chargers. I, I can't really... Like love the pick because it means the Vikings are going to go three and six, and I don't think they're a three and six team. I think they have enough talent to be a six and three team. But uh, I'm just going to go with the Chargers. I hate it. I'll take the Chargers though. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do here. I'm I am leaning Chargers right now. These are two of my favorite teams to bet on this season. You covered mm -hmm. it all. We like the Vikings. Kirk is you know a good quarterback, but I love Justin Herbert and these Chargers. I'm invested in mm -hmm. futures in these Chargers right now. I want them to win this game, but it's just a terrible matchup. The run defense is the worst in the terrible. league, Hundred, over 160 yards per game. That's absolutely absurd, yeah. especially for you know a guy like Joe Staley coming in and doing that. I mean, it, it's you got to get the guys in this offseason to fix that because you're not going to be you know a true contender until that's fixed. Because Delvin Cook, he 
all the stuff going on off the field with him right now, he probably shouldn't be playing in this game. He's probably but going Madison to. But if he doesn't, do Madison's great. Exactly. Yeah, Madison's, Madison's the best the backup thing, in the NFL. Especially, especially against this terrible defense. I, I just got a lean Chargers, even though things are telling me Vikings. Now, if we get the numbers Thursday, Friday, that it's, you know, a 90% handle on the Chargers spread with, 50 percent you know so what, what I, I want really want to see where the money is on this game. what if this is the what if the line game. moves what if it moves to like four or five points does that talk you into the vikings that if it got the four and a half would be my number for the vikings okay. like four okay. and a half right they were pushing five but i don't think we're gonna see that i don't know like i said i'm not sure i think the public's gonna react strongly to the chargers i want to see that sharp mm-hmm. money's coming in though but We'll keep moving through this 4 p.m. slate to a game that, you know, it was a good matchup. A lot of exciting news going on in this one, I guess, with P.J. Walker. We got the Carolina Panthers traveling to the desert in Arizona. Cardinals, 10.5-point favorites after the huge win without half yeah. their team last week. I I don't know how to really feel about this one. Like, I love P.J. Walker. You know that. But these Cardinals are really good. I've been wanting to say they're just a good team. They're yeah. not elite this whole season. <laughs> but they ate with Colt McCoy and without D-Hop and without A.J. Green last week. Without game. Edmonds. Without Edmonds, Edmonds got hurt. James, James Conner scored two touchdowns. <laughs> actually looked decent. And their offensive line's nothing insane. He looked good. And, you know. It's just a weird one where I want to bet on them. Kyler, still a maybe. We got to see how he practices this week. He might not be going in this one. Edmonds is going to be out and tens a lot of points there where P.J. Walker, I mean, he's got a healthy Christian McCaffrey. He's got healthy receivers, a healthy offensive line right now. He's finally got a chance to take over a team heading into an offseason. I want to see him take advantage of it. I think the Panthers cover here. I kind of like the Panthers too, and it's not my I hate the Cardinals bias because I will admit that they're a very good team. They they have proved me wrong lot, this year. Yeah. They have proved me wrong this year. They are a very good team I'm, on both sides of the ball too. Their defense is playing a lot better than it was last year, but this Panthers defense is very good. They're only allowing 200 passing yards per game, and I do want to monitor if Kyler Murray plays or not because that's a big deal. He, mm-hmm. he is one of those quarterbacks that could just completely change the team. This is just more so they, the the Panthers don't have Sam Darnold anymore, right? It, this it, it, PJ Walker. We both really like PJ Walker. He has to be better than what Darnold's been yeah. this past month. He has to be, and I trust him with the weapons Carolina has with Christian McCaffrey back, who was looking better as the game went on. Kind of started a little slow last week, but he's going to really come into his own. Christian McCaffrey is a weapon. We we both know that. Ten and a half feels like a lot of points. I also don't think there's many people who want to keep betting against this Cardinals team because they just keep winning and covering. Eight and one on the year, seven and two against the spread. And oh, by the way, Meerkat, the Panthers Cardinals, it fits the criteria again for that little trend. Panthers didn't cover last week. Cardinals did. Panthers plus ten and a half. That line's probably only going to go up when we get more clarification on Kyler or if we, you know the public public bets come in because I don't expect many people to be betting on this Panthers team. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I like them with the points, but I, I have to admit it. The Cardinals are a very good football team this year. They terrify me. They're probably going to win the division unless the Rams can get that win over them in Arizona. They scare me. They, they really do. They're a good team. I don't want to fade them. I don't want to bet against them. But the Panthers, 10.5, a good defense with a new quarterback who you don't have a lot of film on with his weapons fully healthy. I have to take the 10.5 there. 
Yeah, just too many points there. And we're moving into the next matchup. I already think I know where you're going to be here. We got the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Denver, mile high. The Broncos, after a big win last week, are three-point favorites heading into this one. Over-under, pretty low at 45.5. Stevie, talk me into the side here because I'm still a little uneasy. I'm actually on the fence for this game because I don't like fading the Broncos at home. I think the Broncos play a lot better at home than they have over the past, you know, couple of years. But this is just the Broncos just got that huge win in front of everyone. They just dominated the Cowboys. I don't know who is saying I want to take this Eagles team against the Broncos when the line is only two and a half, three points right now. It's just the Broncos defense is very good. I will admit that. But the Eagles have, the offense has played a little bit better. They actually had a pretty good game against the Chargers last week. They're finally starting to get an identity running the ball. All it took was a Miles Sanders injury. They had 176 rushing yards last week against the Chargers. I know we said the Chargers run defense is really, really bad. And the Broncos run defense is much better, but at least the Eagles are showing options on the offensive side rather than just Hurts running around and just trying to make, you know, throws on the run 24-7. They actually have a little bit of an offensive identity. It just feels to a game to me that just everyone's going to take the Broncos, so I'm probably going to take the Eagles just right there. And same thing, Eagles didn't cover last week. Broncos did. It's another one that fits that trend. That is 39-14, and 14, but it's not a game I'm in love with. I probably will stay away from this game in terms of putting actual money on, but if you made me make a pick right here, I'll take the Eagles. I don't love it, mm-hmm. but the Broncos' offense is still just <clears throat> underwhelming. Yeah, Broncos offense is underwhelming, and they're still banged up. They don't have Noah Fant for this yeah. one. Probably no Bobby Macy. Garrett Bowles and uh, Patrick Certain are both questionable heading into this. Those are all starters, important yeah. starters. All good players, team. too. Uh, yeah, and, you know, I, I don't want to underrate the Broncos because that was an impressive win over the Cowboys. And, you know, Jalen traveling to mile high for his first time, something that kind of scares me a bit because rookie – not rookie, but, you know, QBs playing their first time there. Are, mm-hmm. you know tend to struggle a little but Denver their rush defense isn't great I mean they're 22nd in rush DVOA right now the Eagles showed they can grind it out with Jordan Howard fresh off the practice Scott and Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell who are they they are still misusing I mean Jalen should be able to move but like you said now they have options it shouldn't all be on Jalen I I like the Eagles here I I should say I like them. I don't like it at all, but I lean the (laughs) Eagles here. I'm talking myself into liking them, but (laughs) we'll head into another weird line with some, you know, big names coming back. Uh, Seattle Seahawks at the Green Bay Packers. Looks like Russell Wilson's probably going to be back. Looks like Aaron Rodgers is going to be back. I mean, this game went from a few days ago being like, oh, uh, this is going to suck. Jordan Lovers, Geno Smith, to now we're like, all right, this could be the game of the week yeah. potentially. Uh, I, I just I, I want to take the Packers. I still love the Packers. Jordan Love didn't do him any favors last week, but they're still 8-0 against the spread over their last day or this season because week one never happened. You guys know that. <laughs> they're home right now, and you know Seattle has been covering well. They're 4-1 against the spread their last five with Geno. 
bring Russell back in, who hasn't lost under nine games in his entire career, now is, you know, with a three and five record looking for ground to make up. That definitely scares me because no matter how much of a cornball he is, he's an incredible quarterback. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has all this scrutiny against him, though, and that's when he plays the best because he just thrives off of hate and negative energy. So it's a weird one for me. I actually haven't picked a side on this one yet. This might just be I, – I like the Packers here, but this might just be a – I'm just going to sit back, not bet this, and enjoy this as the best game of the 4 p.m. slate. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping both guys play because, like you said, Mirka, it's going to make this game a hundred mm-hmm. times better if we get Russell versus Rodgers. I kind of like the Packers here. I, I think the Packers' pass defense has actually been pretty solid this season. They're only allowing mm-hmm. 230 passing yards a game. And even if, if Russ is back, I think the Packers' defense can limit the Seattle offense to a point because they have a good defense. And on the other side, the Seahawks' pass defense stinks. They're allowing over 290 yards per game, and now you get Rodgers who's coming back. I'm sure you know Rodgers. He's an emotional player. He was probably not happy that he was out last week against the Chiefs, you know, playing Pat Mahomes and that team. Now he gets to play the Seahawks, who he's had a rival with for his career for the most part. They've had a lot of big wins Mm -hmm. over him. He's had some wins over them. I kind of like Aaron Rodgers to really expose this bad Seahawks pass defense, which they really are. I mean, their defense has really only shown signs of life against the Jaguars and the Saints in the past two weeks. Besides that, they were getting slaughtered. I think they were allowing over 300 in most of their games. I like this Packers team. They've covered eight straight weeks against the spread. Their defense played pretty well against the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs has had their own struggles, but the Packers' defense has really stepped up this year. They played well against the Cardinals, too. One of the few teams that actually slowed that offense down. I'm okay laying points with the Packers here. I think the Packers win. I think the Packers win by at least a score. Aaron Rodgers is still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I expect him to play, but this is also a game I want to wait on, right? Because I don't want to put in this bet now and then, Rodgers doesn't clear COVID protocols and Wilson's back and it's just dead right then and there. Yeah. So I'm holding off for now, but I do like the Packers if Rodgers is cleared to play. Yeah, I think Packers kind of got their slap on the wrist punishment by the way you saw him get fined and all that stuff. Yeah. Now, now I don't think they're going to punish him anymore. I think they want Aaron Rodgers back and playing despite everything going on with him. I don't think they're going to make it that hard for him to get back. Now, Russell, we'll see how he practices this week. I mean, I fully expect Russell to be playing in this game, but I want to make sure, you know, he's 100%. That's a serious injury for a quarterback there. But we will transition into Sunday night football. Weird AFC West matchup here. We have the Kansas City Chiefs heading into Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. And the Chiefs are two-and-a-half road – favorites here right now with an over under set at 51 and a half this is i'll let you go first <laughs> do you think do you think the general public is finally starting to give up on the chiefs they're two and seven against the spread this year they couldn't cover against jordan love they couldn't cover against daniel jones i feel like they're finally giving up on the chiefs and that's kind of when i want to jump back in on the Chiefs because I think everyone believes that the Raiders play the Chiefs in tight games and they have over the past the Raiders do play up to the Chiefs 
But this is a line I just, it just doesn't feel right to me. I think the Chiefs are a better team than the Raiders, despite the Raiders having a better record and better against the spread. But right now, less than a field goal, I will take Mahomes less than a field goal all day, every day over Derek Carr. I really will. I think the Chiefs are finally going to get right at some point this season. Maybe not to the point they were a couple of years ago. But they're running out of time, Mayorkat. It's week 10. They have to start clicking at some point. If you get a big win here in primetime on the road against your division rival, that can change the course of the entire season. I like the Chiefs here. I think everyone's finally getting off them, so I'm getting right back on them. But I'm curious to see, since the Sunday night game, it's the classic mm -hmm. chase your money game, chase your losses, where the spread's going to move, where the money's going to lie. Right now, though, I love the Chiefs less than a field goal. See, I could see the public getting behind the Chiefs even more yep. here after the Raiders okay. coming off that bad loss, and people could be like, oh, they didn't cover, but they still beat the Packers. And But you didn't cover yeah. against Jordan Love. You can't yeah. cover it all this year. Just two covers over nine games. And Derek Carr can abuse this Chiefs defense. They're surrendering 260 pass yards a game this year. Carr needs a bounce-back game, and, you know, Raiders had a rough week. They had all the drama of Henry, Henry Ruggs' accident surrounding them. You had players having to speak out on it, things like that. Just a, a distraction you didn't need. And that impact from Ruggs was even more on the field. You saw them not able to stretch the field at all. He had Carr had trouble getting the ball to anyone but Waller. Um, you, they need that, you know, that field stretcher in that offense, that speedster guys, what do you do? Go out and sign Deshaun Jackson. Why not? This is a, this is a match made in heaven. I know Deshaun Jackson is 57 years old, but he's, he, he has a chance to, you know, be a, a key piece in this Raiders yeah. offense right now. And he could impact it. Now, I don't have faith in the Raiders. I still want to see the money, like you said, where this goes. I think this people are going to be chasing with the Chiefs heavily in this one, which yeah. makes me want to fade them on primetime. But it is their do or die in this AFC West. You go five and five, you're losing all these games. And, you know, you got the Chargers, you got the Raiders, you have the Browns. I mean, this division is stacked right yeah, now. They're all solid so, teams right now. They're all within a game of each other yeah. right now. So it, these are must win games. I'm not sure what we're going to see out of the Raiders' offense, but I do like them to bounce back uh and then what you've been waiting for the whole show had oh, to wait for the end for, for monday night for. football we have stevie's la rams heading to san francisco to take on the 49ers another road favorite three and a half point favorites for the rams over under set of 49 i'm just gonna say I'm going to fade the 49ers no matter what in this game. Don't get, It's just been my mom yeah. all season. The 49ers suck. I'm going to fade them. It being a divisional game does scare me a bit, but San Fran's coming off a game. They just allowed five sacks and a loss to Colt McCoy, and now Donald and Miller and co. have a chance to eat against this line, you know, kind of take out some frustrations from last week. And I'm sick. The Rams destroyed me. The Rams were a massive, massive <laughs> oh, swing no. for me last week, and I don't want to touch them, but I am here. I got to fade the Niners. And uh, Stevie, go off. Talk about it. Uh, your frustration, your worries. I mean, don't I, I, don't, happy. I don't want to. What I f will say is Stafford has an ankle injury right now, which is kind of concerning. I think he'll play, but I just don't know, you know how mobile he'll be, and that's kind of a big factor. 49ers always seem to play up against the Rams, including Debo Samuel, who's having a career year. He's always played well against the Rams in his career so far, but he's having a career year now. That terrifies me. 
I think Von Miller should play this week. He's questionable right now, but I expect him to play, and I can't wait mm. to see what that defensive line is going to look like with Donald Floyd and Von Miller all together. That's going to be awesome. I kind of like the Rams to bounce back here. It's not more of a like it's more of a biased pick, I guess, than actually like mm-hmm. analyzing this game. Just for the simple fact, I hate the 49ers. I I will admit that I can't stand the 49ers, and the Rams couldn't have played worse than they did against the Titans. That was that was a tough game to watch. They didn't really establish the run at any point during that game. Stafford just looked lost there before like the kind of end of the game garbage time drive. Who cares about that? But he just didn't look comfortable. I don't know, Mika. I, I don't want to have to lay points with the Rams on primetime again. I don't want them to hurt me again. But I have to do it. I have to dive back into the well. I think the Rams have enough weapons to kind of exploit this 49ers defense that really was very unimpressive against Colt McCoy and the Cardinals, to put it lightly. They just, without the Cardinals, without DeHop, Without Edmonds, without Kyler, the Cardinals were still able to put 30 on them and move the ball. The Rams better be able to do that. And I think they'll be ready for the 49ers. The Rams have a pretty good run defense this year, allowing less than 100 yards per game. And that's really kind of where the 49ers build their offense. Kittle being fully healthy kind of scares me because he did mm-hmm. look good last week despite the Cardinals you know, beating up on them. I have to take the Rams, though. I don't like the line because it feels short, and it's also over that football number of a field goal right around four points, which terrifies me. I don't know who is going to be betting on the 49ers, but, hey, maybe the Rams burned enough people last week where they don't want to touch them on Monday night this week. I'll take the Rams. It's a biased pick. I don't love it, but I'm not going to pick the 49ers against the Rams ever. Come on now. Yeah, you can in that position. And like I said, I'm so disgusted by the Rams after last week. I should have no faith in them, but I just do. I I can't stop fading this 49ers team. The Rams, I just feel like should dominate this game. I'd like the Rams by like 10. Uh, That scares me, though. I don't know. We we got some good picks, though, some good previews so far this week. Uh, just tune in Sunday, folks. We'll have our best bet show that we come at you every Sunday morning with where we take all these stats, these numbers we talked about today, and then we throw them out the window and just give out some plays to you guys. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> well, what does Tybee always say to you? He's like, go out there, uh, bet on the books, go to the casino, beat your bookies. Text your bookies, you know, all yeah. that. <laughs> pretend, pretend I just said what Ty B said there, but that'll do it for our preview show, guys. We will see you Sunday. We got one last thing to say to you. Good night now. And go Bulls. Go Bulls. And go Bulls. Good night now. It's still still going. (laughs) Well, right now the UB Bulls are down fifteen to nine to the Michigan Wolverines. Tough first game. Tough first game. Very tough first game right now. We're having trouble connecting 